the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The views and opinions expressed by Rob Black and his guests are not necessarily those of the Wall Street Business Network, this station, its management, owners, or advertisers, and should not be construed as legal, tax, or investment advice. Always consult with the appropriate advisor before making any investment or financial planning decision. Insightful. Informative. Irreverent. We're ready. The Wall Street Business Network presents Rob Black and Your Money, your source for breaking news, market updates, and successful investment strategies for the 21st century. Sounds like a great program. Getting you to retirement in today's market. So let's get on with the show. Taxes, family finances, insurance, the economy, technology, media, and entertainment. Rob is talking about it with you at 800 516 1220. So call in, we'll chat and uh, have some fun. Now, to start your day with the latest news and market commentary, here's Rob Black on the Wall Street Business Network. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. Anything that you want to talk about, we can talk about. I pride myself on that. If you want to talk about love, and problems and relationships, we could do that. If you want to talk about Amazon working with indie merchants to expand Prime inventory, another 20 million plus items that could be brought to you within two days. Spotify is out there screaming the model is working, the model is working. They have a free ad-supported version. And musicians are lining up to say, we're going to boycott that, we're going to pull. Now, of course, the big ones will, not all of them. Target's told food suppliers, including Campbell, Kraft, General Mills, and Kellogg, to put, that it's going to put less money and in effort into promoting some of those items because people want fresh and fancier items. Apple's acquired a company focused on hyper-accurate GPS to improve Apple Maps. I have an Apple phone, and I still tend to lean towards using Google Maps um, on a regular basis. An incredibly significant group of consumers is not buying the iPhone 6. Only 20% of existing iPhone users has upgraded to iPhone 6, 6 Plus. About 50% of the iPhone 6 and 6 Plus customers are first-time iPhone users who switch from other brands, mostly Android. Let's bring on CFP Chad Burton. Joining me now, CFP Chad Burton, talking all things financial. In particular, we're going to bullet shot into wealth preservation and retirement planning. We do seminars on this very exact set of topics. Um, part of the word of wealth preservation, retirement planning, is planning. How do you go about planning, and what does that look like, Chad? Well, you know, a big step in planning when it comes to wealth management is um, determining how wealthy a person is, and that's, again, relative to their expenses, how much wealth do they have. And I really need to sit there with a list of your expenses and your tax return. And, you know, I can calculate what the taxes are. My team can calculate what your ongoing tax issues are. We can look at age 70 when you're forced to draw money out of your IRAs. But I, I, I have to look at the expenses and your tax return so that I can look at what your your overall tax bracket is. And it all comes into play because when I need to first calculate when I'm looking at building a portfolio and whether or not your portfolio is okay, I need to figure out how much you're going to draw from that portfolio each year. 
And so I need the expenses, I need a tax return, and I need your Social Security statements for you and your spouse if you're married because all of that comes into play. We've got to do those things simultaneously to say, okay, we've got to calculate when is the best time for you to take Social Security. Maybe it's you take it, you file and suspend at 66, your spouse takes a spousal benefit at 66, and then you both switch to your own benefits at age 70, those types of things. It all comes into play when determining how much safe money you need whether or not you're going to convert a little bit each year from an IRA to a Roth from 65 to age 70, and then how much you're going to be forced to pull out of your IRAs at age 70. It all comes into play to build that portfolio. Now, there's a difference between, in the Bay Area, it's just a dramatic example of this. You and I typically historically would have thought someone, you know, think about retirement planning at probably 55 plus in that ballpark right. range, ten, mm-hmm. 10 years, give or take. But sometimes in the Bay Area, people are wealthy enough at age 35, 45. Um, what are the differences with planning young versus the home stretch and maybe even super wealthy versus wealthy versus going to be wealthy? Right. Well, when it comes to younger people, you've got so many more years of health care expenses, which are inflating at 5 to 6%, and then so many more decades where things can return to the mean. And when I say return to the mean, let's talk about inflation for a moment. Right now, inflation is non-existent. We have as much deflationary fears with the printing of money around the world as inflationary fears. And being in this business for 22-plus years and then looking at history, things return to the mean. So if we've had a decade or two of very low inflation, we'll likely in the future have a decade or two of very high inflation. The younger you are, the longer you're going to live off of your wealth, the more chances that you're going to have to to do that. So when you look at simulations of portfolios and and the idea of high inflation, low inflationary environments, building the portfolio correctly to get through those different types of scenarios and being flexible is, is really important. Um, being flexible enough to have you know, an idea in your portfolio where, okay, if, if we do get into an inflationary environment in my overall portfolio, I want to make sure I have exposure to commodities if we see inflation right now. Not that important. I want to have exposure to tips, treasury inflation protected bonds if inflation comes into play right now. Okay. Not really attractive. So you, you just have to have a much longer term view when you're younger and realize that the risks are higher because your portfolio has to live longer. 30 year old, you know, you, if your portfolio is earning, you know, over the long run, 7 to 8% to be conservative, even though it could be more, it could be less. But let's say you run your numbers at 7%. Yeah. You know, you need to assume inflation's at 3.5% which means you don't want to draw more than about 3% of your portfolio if you're in your 30s and you're wealthy. So that you have your portfolio has to continue to grow until you're in your 60s and 70s so that you have enough money later in life as your income needs will increase with inflation. So just longer-term projections and building a little bit more safety reserves in the portfolio. And that doesn't necessarily be more conservative because when you're younger, you can afford to take more risk. Um, but also younger people, Rob, I mean, if you retired at 30, if you – Remember that far back, right? Sure. <laughs> you remember that far back. If you would have had enough money to retire when you were 30, you wouldn't have. No. I wouldn't have. I would be bored. I would want to do something else. Um, I'd want to build another business. I, you know, Entrepreneur spirit, obviously, I, I'm not going to just sit there idly. So I would have used money for other other investments. And, and it's not just stocks and bonds. You've got to accumulate other assets, rental properties, um, other businesses and things like that really build a really good net worth that's very diversified. 
if I retired at 30, I would either have been the most ripped, cut, best-in-shape guy at the gym and or the fattest piece of poop on the couch. Like, yeah, I would have gone So either. it's either, yeah. either a meathead or some bingo wings, one of those two? Well, I wouldn't have been a meathead. I would have just been fat. <laughs> so that's my excuse. I don't have time now, right? Anyhow, that's CFP Chad Burton. You can find him online at newfocusfinancial.com. That's newfocusfinancial.com. We always have events coming up. You can sign up for them at newfocusfinancial.com. And I'm Ron Black talking all things financial. Human fund managers are beating robots this year. Domo arigato, Mr. Roboto. Domo. I know that's truly dreadful, Simon will say. But that's okay. Whether to trust your money... I can drag out of my vocabulary to say how awful that was. Thanks. I figured you would chime in. Whether it's better to entrust your money to a human or stick it in a fund that mirrors an index, it's or what have you, it's always a big question. This year, humans or active managers have been beating out index funds. Actively managed funds up 2.2% at the end of April for the year, while passively managed funds up just 2.2%. So that's a difference of 0.05%. Now, typically, you're going to pay more money to have an actively managed portfolio, mutual fund. Since the financial crisis, when most investors saw losses, no matter how their funds were managed, they've been placing their trust in indexes, which also happen to be cheaper. Should you change your style of investing this year? I don't think so. Um, I don't mind diversification in your approach, but I mind you changing your mind and going from one to the next to the one to the next. Airlines are expecting record passenger loads this summer, a 4.5% increase over last year's June 1 to August 31 period. Some 222 million passengers are expected on airlines in the industry's busiest period, including 31 million customers forecast to take international trips. 13 of the 15 busiest travel days this year fall in the summer months. I'm Rob Black. Take a break. We'll talk soon. I'm Ron Black, talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. Anything you want to talk about, we can talk about. One of the things I want to talk about, again and again, this is my show, so I'm allowed to pull this off, is just how ridiculous we can be at times in life. You know, I did a story earlier today that um, drunk shopping, a new service that text you weird and interesting items to buy after you come home from a late night at, you know, two in the morning. Features oddities like a giant piano mat where it's a mat that you could throw on the floor and start playing keys. You know you love it. It's big. It's only a hundred bucks. You're going to use this every weekend when people come over. Get it, get it, get it. That's what the text kind of like is telling you. We spend money on a lot of stupid stuff. I'm guilty of this. I see all sorts of people spending money in all sorts of dumb ways. 
try to contain yourself a little bit, if you can. And if you can't, I understand that as well. Um, but you're going to get what you settle for in life. You need to fund a lot of money into a nest egg so that you can retire. Into a pharmaceutical is going to buy Par Pharmaceutical. Par was taken private by TPG in 2012 for $2 billion, and they're getting a $6 billion profit, TPG is. Wow. The parent of Ann Taylor and Loft are going to be acquired by Asina, a retail group, for $47 a share. Justice and Lane Bryan are amongst the brands currently owned by Asina. A lot of good overlap there. And taking on some of the competition. Sometimes that's why you do some of these trades. The chip maker, Intel and Altera, said to be resuming talks on a possible purchase via Intel. And again, uh, smaller, cheaper, faster. I was looking at computer chips the other day. And I now no longer know the difference between computer chips. Dip your chip, my dip chip. Can you imagine if you had a friend named Chip and you bring dip to a party and you tell Chip, dip your chip in my dip chip. I can tell you the difference between that and Intel and Altera. I can't so much. I can't so much. So I was looking at Intel chips and I can't really tell the difference between them anymore. At one point in time in the last six years, I think it feels like it's been six years. Again, there was the 380, the 286, the 8086, the 286, the 386, the 486. Then they came out with Pentium. Dun, da, da, da. And um, it was great marketing. You just go like, wow, this boots up your computer 18 seconds faster. It does 1 billion more transistors per second. It was very quantifiable to me. Maybe I cared. Now I, I just don't. I was looking, uh, at some point in time, I'm going to get a new computer. So I just went to Dell, and, you know, I have an old Dell, still getting a new Dell. And I'm like, what's the difference between an i3 and i5 and i7? And it's, it's explained out there, and they keep coming out with new ones, like this is the fifth generation i7. doesn't mean anything to me anymore. Um, because of Moore's Law, smaller, cheaper, faster, it's kind of done what... It, I need it to do at this point in time. I have enough processing power, so I believe, to do what I need. Now, the first time I go out and try to, like, do video graphics work, oh, boy, I'm in trouble. But that's why Intel has to buy Altera, because they need to do more stuff, because people like me are no longer impressed with the chip. Goldman Sachs downgraded the casino operator to Las Vegas Sands to neutral. Yelp was downgraded to neutral at Piper Jaffray. Because a possible buyout's already priced in the shares. Toyota and Honda, they got together. The two topped an annual study of car makers with the best supplier relations in the United States. GM and Fiat tied for last. I don't even know what that means. Like, that kind of story to me means little to nothing. I'm not going to change my investment thesis based on Toyota and Honda having the best suppliers. Now, maybe it'll be a flag that I go, oh, point. And if I get, like, 10 points, I buy. If I... And then later in life, like when you become time to sell stocks, you get 10 flags that maybe it's time to sell. Like, oh, not only do they miss earnings. Like, you like it when they're growing earnings. You don't like the stock when they're losing earnings, momentum. You like the stock when they're doing buybacks. You don't like it when they freeze their buybacks. A lot of people don't know that you can sell a stock based on why you bought a stock. McDonald's saw hedge fund managers take new positions in the company. 
Um, Jenna Partners, Corvex, Glenview Capital, Highfields Capital, all raised stakes in McDonald's. Now, hedge funds are funds that wealthy people get into, and they're managed by, in theory, smart people. When you see a lot of hedge funds do it, they're going to basically get together and go, okay, McDonald's, you do something that we, we need. Uh, we need you to boost the dividend. We need you to show a growth initiative. We need you to buy back shares. And all those things could be perceived as adding value. Google's launching buy buttons on search results in the coming weeks as it seeks to elevate its presence in online shopping. Cisco, not the one that sang the thong song, but Cisco, the trucking company. Awesome company, by the way. It's a company I would consider owning. Cisco said the U.S. bird flu outbreak would crimp egg and chicken supplies for 9 to 18 months. Cisco's the largest food distributor in the United States. And guess what? We need food. Or we die. That's right. I know you're saying, interesting, Rob. Aquin Financial, the mortgage lender and servicer of mortgages, is in talks with lenders about a renewal, replacement, or extension of debt arrangements. Said it may not have adequate sources of funding if those talks are unsuccessful. Now, you don't need a computer to scan that press release and go, holy crap, did they just say what I think they said? They need more debt, or they may not have adequate sources of funding. Okay. If I were to go to my mom and dad, mom and dad, no, my dad's dead, so I'd go to his grave and say, Papa, I need some money to pay my mortgage. Otherwise, they're going to take my home. That's probably not a good place to be. Maybe a rich papa. That's a whole other thing. But you get the idea. Um, 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. It's 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Anything you want to talk about, we can talk about. Um, millennials and brands. It's not hard to figure out how to throw your money into investments. Um, millennials are maturing into parents, which is great news for children's brands, grocery stores, and furniture retailers. Generation spending is set to peak in the coming years, and companies from Mattel to McDonald's are clamoring for their attention. I'm not saying buy these. I'm t- telling you who wins right now. Target, Whole Foods, Hasbro, Lego, restaurants like Starbucks, Chipotle, and Wendy's are all very big, famous, uh, well-used. Amazon and Zulily, Etsy, services like Grubhub, TaskRabbit, Bright Horizons. I don't even know Bright Horizons. Millennials prefer brands that promote healthy lifestyles such as organic brands like Whole Foods or fitness companies like Nike, Under Armour, Lululemon that provide instant gratification with same-day delivery and have authentic narratives like Tom's and Warby Parker. you got to study the millennials to become a good investor. I'm Rob Black. Find me online at robblack.com. And as the kids took back the parks You and I
I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial money, investing more. There's a lot of top stories out there today. Airlines expect to carry a record number of passengers this summer. Get your tickets six weeks in advance to any time you fly. Hertz making a move to drive up price for rental cars. It's still pretty inexpensive to get a rental car, but CEO of Hertz is implementing in the summer what could be the fastest price increase in recent history. It's part of the new CEO strategy to get the rental car company back in the fast lane. Home builder sentiment misses expectations today as consumers are cautious. Home builder sentiment fell more than expected in May. Consumers are exhibiting caution and want to be on a more stable financial footing before purchasing a home. Two-thirds of American investors describe investment products that they hold in their portfolio. Only two-thirds of Americans can describe the investment products in their portfolio. Down from 76% five years ago. People don't know what they own. A lot of people don't know what they own. Southwest Jets, Southwest Airlines. Do these be called Southwest Jets? Yeah, why am I thinking that? They're expanding the number of flights makes it a Latin American change in its order with Boeing for 31 of the company's 737-700 jets to a larger 737-800. All 31 planes are scheduled for delivery in 2016. Consumer Reports reported that a $127,000 Tesla became undrivable, tied towards its, um, some glitches tied towards its um, retractable door handles. Can you imagine paying $127,000 for a car and it doesn't work? Rising rents may spur first-time homebuyers. Annual rent increases across the United States last month outpaced the rise in home prices for the first time in at least five years, a milestone that should spur the sluggish home buying market. The median U.S. rent climbed 4% in April from the year-ago period of 1,364 buckaroos. It's the biggest jump since 2013, early March 2013. Let's talk a little financial planning with CFP, Chad Burton. Joining me now, CFP. Chad Burton, NewFocusFinancial.com, host of New Focus on Wealth, here from 1 to 2, Monday through Fridays on KDOW 1220. Emails. Emails, popular way to ask questions that are on your mind. Uh, drop me an email or chat an email. Chad at NewFocusFinancial.com to get your email read on this segment. Monica, it's nice to get an email from a female. Is three years safe money enough? If three years of uh, three years of down market, you empty three years of cash. Can you need another one to two years of cash to wait while recovering? Yeah, so Monica's obviously listened or been to our yeah. events where I always preach you got to have three years worth of portfolio draws in cash when you get to retirement because where I came up with that is that looking at the market when I got in the business you know, over 20 years ago, notice that the there's only been a couple of times when I first got in business once where the market was negative for three years in a row. So you realize that cash is king during those periods of time. You've got to get through those periods. Right. But the peak to the trough back to the peak tends to take five to seven years. Okay. So That's a good question. Yeah, it's a, it's a really good question. So what you have to do is say, okay, at the end of the three years, if the market's fallen three years in a row, how do you get through the rest of the period of time? Well, you have to have enough dividend yield and interest yield on your portfolio to feed your cash while you're going through that peak to, to trough to 
to the top. So you you have to do things in retirement like bonds bond, or bond alternatives so you have enough yield in your portfolio. If you invest correctly, your portfolio is yielding enough so that your cash would actually last five years in a scenario like that. At the same time, you need to invest in some of the alternative products out there. There's things like structured note CDs where you can get a portion of the upside of the market without the downside risk. So it's a kind of an in-between stocks and bonds um, so that you know within you know five to six years that you've got another year's worth of income coming due to get you through a, a period of like you know 2007 to about end of 2012 where it was peak to trough back to peak. So you really have to hedge five to seven years worth of income, and the three years of expenses is just the start to doing that. Okay, but it's a good question in, in large part because um, I guess you know there's nothing really certain, and she's trying to get a little bit more worst-case scenario, which I like the way she's thinking. Yeah, because people want to retire and be able to sleep, knowing that they have a plan in place to get through. 70% of the time, we're just dealing with market highs and good periods. 30% of the time, real scary in retirement. Let's go to another email question. You can email Chad at newfocusfinancial.com. That's Chad at newfocusfinancial.com. What's the best way to manage your home? Should I pay off my mortgage or keep? Should sell it my home when? Okay, so pay off mortgage or keep the mortgage. Yeah. And sell the home when. Pull out your real estate crystal ball. And don't forget to turn on the um, the earthquake indicator. Oh, the earthquake indicator. Okay, hold on a second. All right, it's on. So it's coming. It's coming. <laughs> I don't know when, but it's coming. Um, safe answer. Yeah, I mean, here's here's the deal. You have to look at it a couple of different ways. First of all, carrying a mortgage makes a lot of sense to maximize every single dollar. But you also have to deal with how some people feel about money. And sometimes it's really important to people to have their home paid off. And it's not about maximizing every dollar. It's the mental aspect that this is what I want. This is what I desire. Do I have enough tools to do that? And in this case, the tool is money, right? So some people that's really, really important. At the same time, too, let's say you talk to somebody in their you know, 15 years into their 30-year mortgage, and they're not paying much interest anymore, so that mortgage isn't resulting in a lot of income tax deductions, and that same person has a lot of cash on the sidelines or they're overweight in bonds. So what they have to say is, okay, you know, if I pay off this mortgage, which I'm not getting much of a tax deduction for anymore, will I still be able to itemize deductions? If the answer is yes then sometimes that's a good use of your excess cash or your excess waiting to bonds to pay that off. Um, so in terms of having to sell the house, you, you need to know well in advance whether or not you're going to have to sell your house to have a successful retirement 10 years in advance because you don't want to be putting your house up for sale in 2009 because you've run out of your other liquid assets. You want to be putting your house up for sale during a seller's market. And the real estate cycle is 7 to 10 years. So... If you miss out on one cycle, you'll be able to hit the next. You need to have enough money to get through the cycles. It's interesting because when you own real estate, you do have some equity over time. It turns out that way more often than not. Um, I've always, always in the back of my head since I was a little boy, known that I could always sell a home and like move to Guatemala or I could move to some third world country and sell oranges on the beach. Mm-hmm. Probably not the best idea to plan on selling oranges on the beach. No, that sounds kind of boring. Yeah. <laughs> How about if I do it with a beautiful woman? There you go. Okay. okay. That, that, Work, it was a little bit better. a better retirement visual. Yeah, yeah, a little bit better. So anyway, that's CFP Chad Burton. You can find him at newfocusfinancial.com. That's newfocusfinancial.com. You can email him, Chad, C-H-A-D, at newfocusfinancial.com. And I'm Rob Black. You can find me at robblack.com. Thanks for listening to the show. I always appreciate it. You listen, and I'll do my best I can 
to try to make it pay off for you in some way, shape, or form. Things to think about out there. Rising rents may spur first-time home buyers. There's kind of a teeter-totter thing that goes on of rent versus own, rent versus own. Annual rent increases across the United States last month outpaced the rise in home prices for the first time in at least five years. That should be able to spur the sluggish home buying market. Median rent up 4%, bucks. That looks minute to Bay Area residents. Home sale prices increased about 3%. Average home went for $178,400. Dollars. I'm Alex Trebek. No. Don't you love it when a contestant misses on the Daily Double? He's like, no, no, no. For those renters that can scrape together even a modest down payment, qualify for a loan, and find an affordable home, homeownership will look increasingly attractive. Multifamily construction fell off a cliff after the housing crash and financial crisis in the, latest two, uh, in the late 2000s, pushing up median rents by 15% since 2010. With job growth reaching a 15-year high of 3.1 million in 2014, many millennials living with parents or roommates since the recession are finally moving out and into apartments. In the first quarter, the number of occupied housing units in the United States surged by over a million and a half over the previous 12 months after collecting household formation. Again, a lot tied towards millennials getting out of the house as well as millennials starting families. Rising rents will limit the ability of many apartment dwellers to save up enough money for the down payment, which is where it becomes, what does that home ownership look like? Is it two jobs? Is it three jobs? How many, how many people can we fit in? I know a lot of people who want to rent in the Bay Area, and what they'll do is they'll rent out a basement. They'll rent out, you know, an in-law unit in back, and it's tiny. But they'll do what they have to do to be in the Bay Area. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. You can find me online at robblack.com. That's robblack.com. A couple other stories that we can get to. Apple has acquired a company focused on hyper-accurate GPS, trying to improve their Apple Maps. Um, Coherent Navigation's high-integrity GPS system is supposedly so granular that it can provide accurate location information to within a few centimeters. It's no secret that Apple Maps has struggled with providing good mapping um, location information. For many years, I didn't get an Apple phone because I found that their GPS wasn't nearly as good as Google phones. I never had a Samsung phone. 800-516-1220 to each calls in the air. Anything you want to talk about, we can talk about money, investing, and more.
I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. Anything you want to talk about, we can talk about. Hmm. What else do we have out there today as far as big stories? The biggest mistakes people make when it comes to investing. It's too much money in one stock. It's staying too much in the U.S. markets. A good allocation to start with is 20% large companies, 20% mid-sized companies, 20% small-sized companies, 20% international emerging, and some sort of 20% income. Now, if you're super conservative, you may want to change some of those numbers around. If you're super aggressive, you definitely want to change some of those numbers around. That is a very aggressive number that I gave you. Um, but if the U.S. markets have gone up, you know, huge 90% in one year, maybe go, yeah, my small caps have underperformed, so I'm going to buy those and, you know, sell off some of my winners. That's what you need to be doing. That's the way you need to be thinking of investing. Again, that's my opinion. Um, Keurig, coffee maker, their stock looks like it's bottoming out. And Taylor stock is soaring. Leapfrog is limping. Leapfrog. Where have you heard of Leapfrog? Leapfrog might be in your child's bedroom. And I know you're saying, what are you talking about my child's bedroom for? They make this kind of handheld device thing. Um, stock handheld device education entertainment company said it's delaying the release of its fourth quarter earnings. That's not good. Stock's down nearly 55% on that news. That is not good. Stock's gone from eight, eh, seven bucks um, down to two bucks in a pretty fast, vicious, you know, 52 weeks for the company. Um, so here it is at two bucks, um, down 7% today, down 50% last week. All t- not, eh, five year high is about 12 bucks, 11 and a half. So, but if you were to go back 10 years, it was as high as, you know, um, 14 bucks. So it hasn't had a great run, and it's basically been going down for a long period of time. Commercial. Thank you. Thank you. We love the sound effects. Um, Carl Icahn says Apple's shares still dramatically undervalued. I love it when this man talks, because I own shares of Apple. Now, I'm not going to fall in love with this. Um, he's the kind of guy who makes money, and he'll get out of a stock just as fast as he gets into it. He said, after reflecting upon Apple's tremendous success, we now believe Apple shares are worth $240 a share. Okay, he's an activist investor. He's the richest man in New York, or the richest New Yorker is probably a better way of saying that. Shares of Apple are at $130.33 today. Uh, all-time high is 134 Carl Icahn, eh, it's nice to see. But his core argument has to be looked at. He said, looking at their tremendous success, we think $240 a share. He thinks they're poised to enter and dominate two new categories, the television next year and the automobile by 2020. I don't know about dominating the automobile. Like, I haven't even started thinking about that. Um, We do know that cars are going to get a lot more lasers and radars put in them. And the FCC is talking about a connected car, 
which basically, let's say you're in a turning lane and you want to turn left and a car is coming at you, your car can go, you know, tell you or go ahead, ding, 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 go ahead and turn, you're going to make it. So it's not just self-driving cars, but more connected cars, cars talking to each other. Those two markets, the television and the automobile, a $2.2 trillion market. So I'm not going to put a lot of validity into Carl's thoughts at this point in time, because don't forget, like, the television is a really long product cycle. I've had a, I had a great high-definition TV eight years ago, but it's now pretty, eh, I need a new TV. I don't need, I want. Pretty big difference, right? Um, to arrive at a $240 value, he forecasted him shares of $12 a share, applying a PE multiple of 18 times, and then add $24 of net cash per share. Um, Icon says Apple is poised to enter two new huge markets, considering forecast. So he's not even talking the watch, right? TVs could be massive, excluding the advertising. The addressable market for television is approximately $575 billion, which is larger than the smartphone market. Also, given people spend an average of 12% of the day watching TV, they view television's role in the living room as strategically compelling bolt-on to the Apple ecosystem. The car market could dwarf everything. Apple's in a good position as mobile device that is differentiated by design, brand, and consumer experience, where software and services are increasingly critical. An Apple car would seem to be uniquely positioned. I don't know. Their ecosystem, if you look at it right now, the iPhone, the Apple Watch, the Mac, the iPad, Beats, Apple TV, Apple Pay, HomeKit, HealthKit, CarPlay, iCloud, iTunes, Beats Music, pay TV service. Um, you see that they're pretty uniquely positioned. And I, I don't have anything else to say. <laughs> I really don't. I find that, you know, again, I think he's extrapolating a lot of assumptions. But, okay, so that's the high end forecast. Start there. Now let's find a low end. What's a worst case scenario? 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. It's 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Anything you want to talk about, we can talk about. Money, investing, and more. Um, give me a call. Drop me an email, rob at robblack.com. There's some good downloadables at newfocusfinancial.com, newfocusfinancial.com. Do have a seminar coming up around the corner. If you want to sign up for it, you can at newfocusfinancial.com. That's newfocusfinancial.com. We'll take a break. We'll talk soon. It's a lot of Fridays, no work till Monday. The views and opinions expressed by Rob Black and his guests are not necessarily those of the Wall Street Business Network, this station, its management, owners, or advertisers, and should not be construed as legal, tax, or investment advice. Always consult with the appropriate advisor before making any investment or financial planning decision. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn. 
deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.